Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, the San Diego Goals remain undefeated at home and winless on the road. Yeah. It's Goals Thursday, and that's coming up on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Thursday. It is a Goals Thursday. Thank God it is Goals Thursday. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. My Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Okay, I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and this goals team is something else at home. They have not lost at home in about 400 days in regulation. But on the road, it's a completely different story. And just for the record, I want to get this out of the way. Thank God it is goals day today. That way I don't have to talk about the miserable Ducks team and all the drama going on there. I'll save that for tomorrow, folks. I I will have all that energy pent up for tomorrow's show. Get ready for that. But let's talk about the goals. It's happy time. San Diego is among the league leaders in the Pacific Division, for what it's worth. Uh, Okay, so the goals had three games over the past week, two on the road, one at home. And let's start with the road game, which was at Bakersfield at Rainbow Bank. I mean, Mechanics Arena or whatever it's called now. See, the last time I was there, it was Rabobank Arena. Um, it is now called, what is it called now? Mechanics Bank Arena? Is that what it is? What a name. Anyway, Bakersfield. We'll just call it Bakersfield. That's where they played last Friday, February, what is it, 19th already? Man, that's, seems like so, it seems like so much longer ago, but it really wasn't. It was only six nights ago. This was a day where Sonny Milano had been called to the goals on conditioning, but he didn't play. Well, why didn't he play? He just simply did not make the trip with the team. Okay, so no Sidney Milano. That's fine. Well, at least we have everyone else. Uh, what? Chase DeLeo's not there either? Taxi squad? Oh. Well, hey, at least the goals have Josh Mahura. Oh, wait, what? Him too? Really? All right, so both Chase DeLeo and Josh Mahura were called to the taxi squad. Oh, Walensky too? Okay, so Andy Walensky also sat out. So who's on the roster? Who's left? No Cody Karani. Oh, no, he's there. Okay. All right, so here's who the goals ran with. They had Vinny Letary, Andrew Agazino, and Andrew Podorowski in that first line. Then they had Laredo Carrick, sorry, Sam Carrick, and Trevor Zegris in that second line. Yeah, it was kind of a mix of lines. And of course, you had Lucas Dostal in net. But man, they were in the Condor zone pretty much most of the first part of the game. There was a lot of good pressure from Vinny and Trevor Zegris. Nothing happening there. The Condors, I mean, they were kind of on their heels for most of the first period, to be honest. It looked like San Diego was going to strike first, but then... Something happened. The floodgates opened after that first goal because after about 10 minutes of constant pressure, I mean, just relentless on Stuart Skinner, the Condor's goalie, Condor struck first. It was Luke Esposito 
on an assist from Gambo. Joe Gambardella with his third assist of the season. That made it one nothing Condors. Oh, but they were not done yet because Gambo got his first of the season on assist from Brad Malone and Marcus Nimalainen. That made it 2 nothing Condors. All of a sudden, San Diego, I don't want to say they forgot to stop playing, but something just happened where after those two goals, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to describe watching this game on TV and realizing, yeah, something is not there. Like the color just went away from their face after that first goal because Bakersfield had all the momentum after that first goal. Oh, and then Agazino got two for high sticking. So the goals are on the penalty kill. Yeah, Bakersfield, of course, scored after that. Tyler Benson with his first goal of the season on the power play, making it 3 nothing Bakersfield. Just like that, San Diego is on their heels. They're down 3 nothing. Hey, it's a three-goal lead. Anybody can come back from a three-goal lead, right? Right? Anybody? Oh, not the goals? No, they're not they're not the Coyotes. Okay. So second period, they attempt a comeback. Sam Carrick with his third of the season from Jacob Perot cut the lead to three to one. Yeah, um it just got worse for a while. The first period. Shots on goal were fifteen to eight. In favor of Bakersfield. That's how bad it was. Fifteen to eight. At least in the second period. San Diego outshot Bakersfield 9-5. That's it, 9-5. It could have been more shots. A lot of them were missed. A lot of them just did not reach the net. There were some block shots and missed shots. For what it's worth, San Diego at least tried to get back on the board and really put the pressure on the Condors again. I would say for the first two periods, about 25 minutes of them were spent with Bakersfield on their heels. They were spent just crashing the boards. They were spent with an aggressive forecheck. For about 10 minutes, there was absolutely zero forecheck. The back check was even worse. For those 10 minutes, once San Diego let their guard down, that's when Bakersfield came in. Bam, bam, bam. So it looked like San Diego had the momentum going into the third. Eh, not so fast. No. I mean, they had control for most of the second. And then in the third period, Bakersfield just said, screw this, we're going to come out firing. And come out firing, they did. Okay, they fell behind again on getting towards pucks. The 50-50 pucks, there were a few of them in the third period. It seemed like almost all the 50-50s went Bakersfield's way. That's a little bit of puck luck there. There was a shot from the point that was deflected near the net right by Lucas Dostal. It was from the point Ryan McLeod got the deflection. It's his first of the season for Bakersfield. That made it 4-1. to one. Only 14 seconds after that, this was a complete breakdown. This was an immediate desperation pass. They forgot to cover the defender. They forgot. They forgot how to hockey, folks. It was a blocked shot that bounced all the way back towards the line. Back to the Condors, and it was the former San Diego goal, Adam Cracknell, on a breakaway from Alan Quine and Ryan Stanton, the former Ontario Rain player. He's back with Bakersfield, by the way. Cracknell scored his first of the season, and just 14 seconds later, it was 5-1. That was pretty much all she wrote. The final score was 5-1 Bakersfield. Shots on goal. 
18 to 6 in that third period. Oh boy, the goals fell asleep on the road there. Shots on goal total 38 to 23. This was the first loss of the season for the San Diego goals. And it was a bad one on the road. It was just bad overall. They forgot how to hockey for about 15 and a half minutes. That's all Bakersfield needed to score the five goals. See, all the goals Bakersfield scored were just in quick succession. Once San Diego had lapses in their forward game, that's where the whole breakdown happened. It was just so fast. It's a shame, too, because for the majority of the game, San Diego completely outplayed Bakersfield, and they let it slip away. Only maybe 15, like I said, 15 minutes of great play from Bakersfield, and that was it. That was all they needed. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Say, maybe you need to fix up your old jalopy. Rockauto.com has the parts for you. Why go to a big box retailer where you pay twice the price? Or if you have an old car, some of those parts are very rare. They're hard to find. Well, rockauto.com will have those parts for your cars. They are family-owned and operated for over two decades. If you go to rockauto.com right now, and in the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the break, it's Zegras time, baby. We're going to talk about their latest win at home on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. All right, this is happy time, folks. We're going to talk about the goals' latest win on Saturday. This was something else. You expected the goals to bounce back after that disappointing loss at Bakersfield. Well, they came back with a vengeance. They absolutely kicked ass on this one. They really did. It started off with the... Okay, first off... Before I get to the opening puck drop, here's who the goals put out on Saturday. This was Saturday the 20th in Irvine. And by the way, they looked really good. Sonny Milano, Sam Carrick, Trevor Zegers. Oh, wait, 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 what? Sonny Milano and Trevor Zegers on the same line? Are you kidding me? Boy, I wish they did that in the National Hockey League team. Boy, I wish the Ducks would put Milano and Zegers on the same line. Anyway, yeah, that line seemed to work out pretty well, didn't it, goals fans? By the way, he also had Vinny Letary, Egazino, Potts on the second line. Then you had Dosti, Gruel, Kindop on that third line. Braden Tracy, Antoine Morand, and Hunter Drew on the fourth line. Okay, not bad. Defenseman, Brendan Gooley with Jamie Drysdale? Huh, how about that? I kind of like that line. Trevor Carrick and Cody Curran? Oh boy, Low and Benoit. Oh, goalies. Oh, Anthony Stolars and Eriksson Ek. Where's Dostal and Glass? They must have gotten the night off. So it looks like it's two new goalies in there. Erickson Eck finally behind the bench. And Anthony Stolarz, the great goals goalie from last year. So he got another game in. Boy. Okay. The goals came out super strong. In the first 30 seconds, Vinny Letary stripped the puck, went alone on a breakaway, and it beat Trent Minor. 
First shot of the game, first goal, only 30 seconds in. And believe it or not, rather 28 seconds in, it was one nothing San Diego right away. Andrew Podorowski with the nice assist on that one. Woo, boy. That, that was fast. That was really fast. Oh, but it got better after that because less than three minutes later, Cody Curran with that cannon of a shot made it 2 nothing San Diego on a feed from Alex Dosti. Oh, but we're not done yet. We're just getting started. We're really just getting started because guess who scored about a minute later on a sick goal? Trevor Zegris. Yeah, it is Zegris time once again. How did that happen? I don't know, but Trevor Zegris, I mean, that was just an amazing, amazing goal from midair. How can I explain this? I put this up on Twitter, and I still can't explain it. So this was kind of a rolling puck on its edge. Trevor Zegris had a great passing play. It came back to him, and he tried to get it towards the net, and he eventually got it up in midair on his stick. So he bounced it off of his stick in midair. He juggled the puck on his stick, and eventually as the puck came on its way down again, he swung and batted it into the net. The backhanded swing made it 3 nothing goals. What the hell was that? That was an amazing goal. He bats the stick in midair. He gets it to himself, and then it goes in. How? How does this happen? It's highlight goals like this, which is why Zegers got called up in the first place. Oh, by the way, in case you missed it, Zegers got called up. This would be his last game in San Diego. And if it was his last ever game in San Diego, what a way to go out because that was a highlight real goal. Mid-air! He got it in mid-air! How? How? This mastery, this sorcery. Oh, boy. Yeah, we were in shock and awe in that one. If you haven't seen that goal yet, it's backlogged on the Twitter somewhere. Go and find it. It's amazing. Woo, Zegris. All right. Oh, I'm good. I'm good, folks. Oh, yeah, Colorado scored in the power play after that. It was 3-1. But then Potsy made it 4-1 on assists from Carrick and Morant. Oh, boy, the goals just looked really good after that. I mean, he freaking juggled the puck in mid. I'm still in awe of that Zegris goal. Later on after that, there was a big hit on a great fight. Andrew Agazzino and Jerry D'Amigo. Yeah, Amigo got wrecked, folks. He got absolutely messed up. A two-punch knockout after that. Yeah, the goals were in it for blood. They were after it big time. They know they got absolutely embarrassed in Bakersfield. They came out firing. After that, Paul Rowalski go. It was 4-1 to one San Diego in the first period. 4-1. Four, four goals in the first period. They were on their way to scoring 6, 7, 8 goals. Or, sorry, as LeBron would say, not 3, not 4, not 5, not 6. Yeah, you get the idea. In the second period, it got much better for the goals because Vinny Letary, from a horrible angle, by the way, he got it past the glove of Miner on a breakaway. It was 5-1 San Diego, only four minutes into the second period. Assist went to Andrew Podorowski again and Andrew Agazzino. All right, so it's 5-1 to one now. We're only, we're not even halfway through the game. They're on pace for 9 or 10. <laughs> and then guess who struck once again? It was Zegris time. Yeah, this goals team looked amazing. Zegris scored on a nifty tap-in. This 
puck was tapped in on a pass from Jamie Drysdale to Sonny Milano. So Drysdale had it at the point, got it kind of towards the middle to Sonny Milano, got a great, I guess, kind of quasi shot towards the goal, and Trevor Zegers tipped it in. This is an obvious tip too. I think this may have been a setup play. The way this was designed, Drysdale was kind of crossing between left and right. He was crossing ice, then found an open Sonny Milano. I don't know if his intent was to get it towards the goal. But to me, it looked like a designed play, a designed tip play to get it to Zegris, who worked his magic, his second goal of the game. That made it 6-1 to one. San Diego with about five, a little less than six minutes left in the period. But what I loved about that was Trevor Zegris pulled a Michael Jordan. He stuck his tongue out after that goal. He was celebrating like crazy. Like, I don't know why, but he celebrated more on that second goal than the first goal, and he just raised his arms out and stuck his tongue out like Michael Jordan. He wants to be like Mike. He wants to be the GOAT. That's how good Zegris was on this night. So 6-1, to one, you could hear the chants right now. And shout out to Samantha Potter on this one. Devoted goals, man. I loved what Samantha said, where she said it's been one of her favorite things to chant, screaming at the house, and as if on cue. And I'm going to say the chant with you, Goals fans. This is for you, San Diego Goals fans. I heard you guys chanting at home, so why not? As soon as that Zegers tipping went in, you went, Hey, Miner! One, two, three, four, five, six. It's all your fault. You suck, loser. Admit it. You were doing it too. Just admit it. Go ahead. Admit it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did that. Don't lie. Goals fans did that at home. They did the chance. So it was 6-1 after that. Oh, by the way, guess who scored after that? A former San Diego goal. Which one? The one that scored the unbelievable hat trick last season. Former goal and now just pest. Kiefer Sherwood. He scored on a breakaway against his old buddy, Anthony Stolarz. <laughs> it was so bad, folks. It was really bad. It was a horrible turnover by the San Diego Goals. It didn't matter because they were up by five goals. I was kind of just laughing at the whole thing that happened because it was an absolute breakaway. Sherwood kind of did a little fake, and you could see on the replay, there was a little bit of a smirk, a slight smile on the face of Kiefer Sherwood after he scored that goal. You can see the look on Anthony Stolar's face. He wasn't mad. He was just kind of like, oh, really? Like, oh, man, I should have had that. I should have had you, Kiefer. Now, keep in mind, these two are former teammates. They're they're pretty good buddies. So I'm sure that if they talked briefly after the game, I'm sure Sherwood had a couple of words to his buddy Anthony Stolar's former teammates' buddies. Yeah, it was just hilarious. <laughs> oh, the smirk, man, the smirk. So 6-2 San Diego. <laughs> Oh, it was it was a fun one, folks. Can you tell? Oh, but after that, third period, Jamie Drysdale got in on the action. His third of the season on assist from Antoine Morand. And Andrew Podorowski, him again? 7-3 San Diego. Or sorry, 7-2. Riley Wood scored 7-3 San Diego. That was it. The last 10 minutes were pretty much garbage time after that. 7-3 was your final score on Saturday night. And Trevor Zegris was simply amazing. I want to throw this stat out. By the way, I forwarded this to Andy Zilch. The San Diego Goals have won 11 consecutive home games, 
dating back to last season. Their last home loss was February 1st of 2020. That is 390 days ago. It's been 390 days since the goals last lost at home. Their last regulation loss was January 21st, 2020. That's 400 days ago. It's been 400 days since the San Diego goals last lost at home in regulation. That's a long time. I mean, yes, it's a testament to the home ice advantage the goals have. They certainly have it in Irvine, too. I don't know what it is about the goals playing at home, but they just excel. 400 days. Woo! All right. One more thought about Trevor Zegers. That goal was amazing. But just his vision throughout that entire game was amazing. And I kind of had a feeling after watching this game, I said, oh, he's getting called up. After that goal, after the second one, he's absolutely getting called up. Oh, Milano, he's getting up too. Those two have such amazing chemistry. I said to the side, it would not surprise me if these two go up together and ends up on the same line, which they should have. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. BetOnline.ag is your exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're a trusted online sportsbook. They have the NBA MLB's coming back next week. And oh, by the way, you also have the NHL and a smattering of AHL games as well. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is betonline.ag, your exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And coming up after the second intermission, We'll talk about their game last night and some closing thoughts on this young goals team. Stay locked in. All right, so if you were paying attention last night, the Ducks did lose a heartbreaker in Arizona, and it was not much better for their AHL counterparts. It was about as bad as it seems. If you happen to be watching on AHL TV, not only did it look bad, it did not sound much better because poor Andy's ill. Poor Andy. Um, he didn't sound like he was right in the midst of the action. It sounded bad. So this will kind of be a limited report on last night's goals game because there was just so many technical difficulties. This has been an issue out in Henderson at the Orleans Arena. They had some issues with the Rain versus Silver Knights games. And those issues are continuing with the Silver Knights and the San Diego Gulls. Hopefully when they get into their shiny new arena, those things will turn out a lot better. Or, I don't know, maybe we can actually go to games and cover those. By the way, big thanks to Danny Webster for providing some of the clips, for giving some insight on this game. Uh, This will be kind of a short one because it was not good for the San Diego Gulls. Except for the first period, Bryce Kindop got things rolling. Oh, by the way, before we get to the game, there was a couple of um, subtractions on the roster. As you may have noticed, Trevor Zegras was up with the Ducks, and so was Vinny Terry. So, you have your top two scorers up with the Ducks, not with San Diego. Yeah, of course it would cost San Diego, duh. First period, I mean, yeah, that was a great, great laser of a shot by Bryce Kindop. That thing was blistered. It was one nothing San Diego early in the game. And then after that, 
it was pretty much all Henderson. Uh, Paul Cotter for Henderson did tie things up. And kind of a weird shorthanded goal, by the way. After Sam Carrick got nailed for cross-checking, and this was right before Bryce Kindop got nailed for boarding, the goals found themselves on a two-man disadvantage. Not only did they do well being down two men, but as they were still shorthanded, Benoit Olivier Gruel scored his second of the season shorthanded. This was on a nice little steal from Keegan Lowe, who got it right to the neutral zone to Andrew Agazino and Gruel. Kind of like, not like a quasi-breakaway goal, but that was a super nice one. That made it 2-1. to one. After that, it was all Henderson because, hey, just like their NHL counterparts, the goals know how to allow three goals unanswered, right? Yeah, Ducks fans, they, they know what I'm talking about. Goals fans, you've seen this in years past. So just like the Ducks, Henderson scored three goals in the third period. That sound familiar? A power play goal by Gage Quinney to tie things up. Then Jack Dugan scored it three minutes later. And then late in the game, empty netter by Lucas Elvinus. 4-2 is your final score. Henderson scores three in the third period. Arizona scores three in the third period. Yeah, that happened again. So the San Diego Goals have lost their first two road games Hey, they're still among the league leaders as far as stats, as far as wins. In fact, let's take a quick look at the standings as of right now. This is Thursday, February 25th. San Diego is still among the top three teams in the Pacific Division or the West Division or whatever you want to call it. Right now, they are in third place. Henderson's in first place with an 857 win percentage. Tucson's at 800. Just below Tucson is San Diego at a 778. San Diego has 14 points. Tucson has 8 points, but they have 4 games in hand. Tucson could not play this past weekend. They had some games postponed against San Jose. So you have the obvious top 3 teams, and then you have Colorado, San Jose, Bakersfield, and oh, Ontario. Ontario, talk about a team that is struggling. They've played 8 games. They've won 1. One game. They're by far the worst team in that division, and it's not close. Most of their good talent is up with the Kings, and the Kings have this amazing winning streak going right now. The Kings are a playoff-caliber team. The Ducks are not. The Gulls are a playoff-caliber team. The Rain are not. The big difference is the Rain just don't have the incredible depth that San Diego has and the Anaheim Ducks have. So we could start seeing some more of... I want to see more of Bryce Kendop. That kid has a laser shot. It is amazing. I would love to see this more in person and can't wait to do so. As far as the rest of the goals, I mean, we still don't know where uh, Bedini is. He could be out. He could be injured. We don't know. Um, we could see Anthony Stolarz back up with a taxi squad. I would expect to see some action from Dostal over the weekend. So that's what we got. That is the action from yesterday. And by the way, Lucas Dostal, he did have a decent game yesterday, but it just wasn't enough. So once again, final score was 4-2 to on last night's game. And just one quick thing that I mentioned earlier. Uh, next week, hopefully we will have a special guest again. And I do this for the Goals fans. I know there's plenty of Ducks fans that would rather hear me 
bitch and complain about what happened yesterday. I think we all need a day to just kind of sit back. Like, just sit back, step away from it. No, let's not talk about the Ducks today. This is Goals Thursday. There are plenty of San Diego fans that listen to this podcast. And this is for you guys. You guys are incredible fans. We have some great support from San Diego. I see a lot of listens are from San Diego County. So I sincerely want to thank you all that are Goals fans for listening every Thursday as we talk about the Goals team. Hey, they're a very important team to that community. And it still sucks that San Diego cannot see their goals live in person. But fans, don't worry. They'll be back. They'll be back soon, later this year. And you can cheer on your goals once again. And you could do your famous chants. You could tell the goalies that they suck. You can tell them that they're losers. Don't worry. They'll be back. All right. So thanks once again for listening. You can follow this show at LO underscore Ducks on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Also, please don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And also, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts can be heard. And also, don't forget to check out Locked On Bets with your boy Q. And check out Locked On NHL. I was on Locked On NHL earlier in the week with Sarah Avampato talking about all the drama that's taking place in Anaheim. Hey, with all this going on... I could be back on there sooner rather than later. You never know. So once again, check out Locked on NHL and Locked on Bets. That'll do it for today. We will be back tomorrow, back talking about the Anaheim Ducks. For now, for Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Continue practicing social distancing, wear a mask. Please be kind to one another and Ducks fly together.